Welcome back to the New School of Thinking podcast. Happy to have y'all join us today. And on this week's episode, it's all about impact in various, various ways on more of an individual level and then on the grand scheme and how to bring a simple idea and passion to life. We have Sean Schwartz in the building with Dean and Jamal speaking about Beard Game Strong. And I can't wait for y'all to, to tune in and listen to this amazing story. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome to another episode of New School of Thinking. Today we have our guest, Sean, who is a hardworking individual who I've known for over 20 years. So I won't be talking a lot. My buddy Jamal, though, is going to be taking over. A little bit about Sean, he has his own business, he's a working professional, and he's starting a family. So, Jamal, take it away. So, Sean, nice to meet you, man. How's it going? Good man, nice to meet you as well. You're good? I am doing well on this uh, early Sunday morning, but uh, here we are. Glad glad you can join us. Um, yep. So just, you know, tell us a little about yourself. I hear like I hear that uh, you're you're starting a family too. Like this must be this must be a busy time. Like how just tell us about yourself. Yeah, there's a lot going on in my life, so um so I work full time, you know, I work in kind of sales and management and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, right now my wife and I are starting a family. She's just over five months pregnant. So uh, we're well, well into that and uh, anticipating, um, you know, really busy time. I mean, it's already really busy, but it's going to get really hectic uh, very soon. Um, and about almost six months ago, I started um my own business as well kind of on the side i guess it started more as a hobby and then it kind of quickly spiraled into something a little bit more uh, and that was uh or is uh beard game strong uh or bgs brand which is um my line of beard oils it's it's really started as a line of beard oils uh with uh, hopes of kind of expanding it uh, into uh, more beard care, uh, you know, men's related products. Um, so right now we, we uh, I say we, I, I really just have my uh, my signature blend beard oil, which is what I've been, uh, which I've developed, um, you know, handle all the, you know, production of the product, all the branding, um, manufacturing, marketing, you know, website development, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've been doing that since I launched in uh, like end of July, actually, 2019. Um, so yeah, I've just been juggling that with, you know, a full-time job, um, which is pretty demanding at times and, you know, uh, growing a family. So here yeah, we well, are. Well, first of all, congratulations. I mean, thanks. I was pregnant. That, that's awesome. I hope she's doing well, and you know, wish yeah. you guys all the best in that. Um, outside of Beard Game Strong, so so we'll 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 get into that. But what what do you do outside of Beard Game Strong? Like you said, your job is demanding. Uh, you don't have to get into the specifics of where you work, but like, yeah. what's your what 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 do you do there? So um, <clears throat> I'm in management, but it's, so the, what I do is uh, I work with 
like custom home theater, home automation, um, things like that. So, you know, if somebody's building a house, let's say, you know, and they want to have distributed audio and video throughout the house, they want to automate it. So they want to control everything from lighting to their AV to their security, uh, thermostat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do, uh, I do all of that. So I sell, you know, those systems, uh, manage those projects. Uh, but I, it's actually coming through a retail environment, right? So I actually work in a retail store, but we do a lot of these big jobs. Um, so it's a balance of, you know, managing a retail type environment, managing these larger, you know, whole home or even commercial projects. Uh, so it's sales, it's project management, it's just general management in a sense. So, you know, our, the busiest time in that field is, um, the last quarter, you know, like October, November, December, and then leading into January as well. Uh, so that's been kind of a, a hectic time, but uh, yeah, that's what I do full time. Um, and then Beard Game Strong really is what I've been kind of working on on my own time for the past yeah five six months or so now. Right, that's cool. Like I, I kind of know about that stuff. I used to be in construction. I used to do like home renovations and build houses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the project management for that so I used to deal with a lot of those people because that was the new thing right everybody yeah. wanted to like control their lights and heat with the same thing and yeah. iPads on the walls and you know tablets everywhere so it is it, 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 it's interesting to see how that industry has grown I guess because like it was just the, the thermostat and then now you know you have the nest and then you have now everybody has these shulkers in there you go in every room and you have a panel on the yeah. wall and that's everything you know yeah. what I mean that, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so now getting into Beard Game Strong, I mean, it seems like you do a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you have a full-time job and now you started uh, five, six months ago, you started Beard Game Strong um, and you, you basically do everything for it, I guess, like content manager, website admin, you know, customer service. How did you come up with this idea or, or why? Let's say why. Let, let, let's ask the question why first. Why did you want to do something else on the side? Um, you know, I've always, um, I, I think I'm that type of person that I always have ideas, you know what I mean? There's always things that just pop into my head. And a lot of the time they're just ridiculous and uh, uh, unrealistic, you know, for my skill set, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. Coming up with an idea for a TV show, like I'm not going to make a TV show, you know, I'm not going to make a movie, but that kind of stuff. But every now and then I would come up with these little business ideas and, you know, I really didn't get into like beard care, you know, I think like most men, um, right. till maybe a few years ago when one of my, when my wife, I think one Christmas or something or a holiday, she bought me uh, like a beard care kit, you know, she bought me a... Uh, it was like a beard oil with like a balm and you know that kind of stuff and i'm like oh i didn't know this was really a thing you know so right. i started using it and yeah i i liked using it you know the scents and the feelings and the, and the things like that and you know i'm thinking and i started seeing more of this stuff popping up you know what i mean like i started going to you know trade shows and i started seeing boots of guys selling these things and you know, um, and I started looking into it more and I'm like, man, maybe one day I should make my own. Like, it doesn't seem like even not even just to sell or as a product, just for myself, 
just for you, yeah. You just see if you can do it, right? Yeah, a lot of these products, I'm like, well, doesn't seem that hard, you know what I mean? Why don't I just make myself? So one day, you know, I hadn't started making anything yet, and, and I'm kind of like talking to my wife or walking to the mall, and I said, you know what? If I ever make one of these beard products, I'm going to call it Beard Gain Straw. And we both kind of looked at each other, and we're like, that's a good name. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, so I kind of tucked it in the back of my head. And then, uh, you know, one day earlier, you know, this year, or sorry, 2019, I should say, I just decided, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it, you know, because uh, I read a book not too long ago called uh, Growth Hack for Marketing. Um, I believe the, the gentleman's name is Ryan Holiday, who wrote that book. And like one of the biggest takeaways I took from that book, and it's a very short book, was just start it. It's not going to be, you know, what you hope for it to be when you first start it. It's not going to be perfect out of the gate. Um, but the way that a lot of brands and a lot of, um, you know, companies work that are marketing focused, uh, it's not how it used to be where, you know, you would spend a year developing this product and, you know, doing some market research and then hoping and praying that people would like it and then you release it and then you do your marketing and then you just hope that it sticks. Um, it's not like that anymore. So what you're doing is you're developing, you know, your, what do they call your, your minimum um, viable product, your MVP. So this is the minimum product that I can, you know, uh, reasonably offer to my customers. Uh, and then based on their feedback or based on what I see, you know, how do I change and how do I adjust? And, you know, uh, so I decided to kind of go that route. So I said, you know what? I already have the brand name, you know, I'm, I'm solid on that. Next step is how do I make a beard oil, right? <laughs> so I had never, never made a beard oil. Uh, I said, how do I, how do I do this? And, uh, you know, I, I found a lot of, re there's a lot of resources there these days. You know, it's, it's, I mean, quite frankly, it's not that hard to do, you know, on a, on a small scale. Uh, so I just started, you know, toying around with things, playing with different mixtures of different oils and different scents and and i wanted to keep it all natural so i wasn't buying you know like chemical stuff um something i realized that a lot of what's in the market right now especially if you go to like you know your your big chain stores uh, a lot of that beard care product is very like synthetic and um uh, there's a lot of silicones and chemicals and all this stuff that's really not good for your beard, but it's good for mass production, like if you're just strictly looking at profit margins. And my idea was, listen, I'm making this, you know, a small town kind of homegrown type of brand. I'm not looking to be mass volume. I'm looking to be high quality. Um, so I started toying around with all these different formulations. Um, and luckily, I have, a, I have a wife at home who's like very familiar with natural kind of hair products. Uh, what's good, what's not good, um, the, the balance of uh, absorption to, to uh, how soft it makes it makes you feel, like how how it feels on the skin, if it lingers, if it absorbs, uh, how is how is the scent, you know, because something with a beard oil um, more important than the, than the man liking the scent is actually oftentimes the woman, you know, like his wife or his girlfriend, she's you know snuggling up to him at night does she want to smell something that's appealing to her probably right so dealing with that stuff so i went through you know a dozen different formulations of this uh of this oil 
and finally came up with something that you know it was one of those like eureka moments um where i you know i put on my skin i put on my beard i showed it to my wife and we both looked at each other we're like oh okay like <laughs> this is it like this is this is like perfect and uh yeah and then from there you know there's i don't know if you want me to just keep going through the whole you know uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, i think i think, no. I think that was a good explanation there but i think dean had dean had something he wanted yeah actually here. um so i've seen the product and i've seen it like how he grew it real quick from the day in, day of inception and how he got it to market so maybe can you share how that talk about that more and like yeah. that and also can you talk about the decision making process of how you you mentioned that hey i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna let's just get it done right but obviously there was some thought and like like you had to obviously talk to your wife and you had to figure out like the financial situation and all, kind of if you don't mind can you deep dive into that because that would definitely help our viewers or listeners to get a better understanding and say hey maybe the route sean took is something similar to how i can do it or i can look at it if i want to take my business or anything like that i can push it that way and kind of take the pick at advice from this response i guess sorry rambling on there yeah no problem um so in terms of like decision the decision to kind of just you know, get down and do it. And, and uh, even looking at it from a financial perspective, I, I definitely did before I, you know, started anything, I kind of, I'll kind of skip back before I started doing anything. And I, and I did look at what it would, uh, what, what would be required to realistically produce and uh, market this product from a, a time standpoint and B a money standpoint. And to be honest with you, a lot of it was on the fly. Like a lot of, you know, just figuring out um, what I needed uh, to develop this product kind of happened on the fly. So I started thinking about, um, okay, what's it going to cost to buy all the materials that I need? Uh, what's it going to cost to produce, you know, a bottle of this oil? So what I did is I started looking at, you know, all of the um, ingredients involved um, in the product, all the various types of oils. I started looking at what the cost of buying those products on a, on a small scale would be. Uh, and that includes not just the oils, but the bottle, uh, the label, the, the seal that goes over the, the top of the bottle, like how much those costs are. And I built out, uh, I did plan it. So I, I built out a spreadsheet uh, for myself where I essentially broke down the cost because I decided on doing a one ounce bottle. So, okay, how much um, will it cost to fill this one ounce bottle with varying types of oils? Each oil has a different cost. So I researched all the different costs for the various oils, listed them out, and then built out a spreadsheet where I can basically input, okay, if this percentage is this oil, this percentage is this oil, blah, 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 all the way down the list. This is the cost of the bottle. It spits out a, t a total cost for the product for me. So I know what it's actually going to cost me. Um, the next step was kind of figuring out um, the sort of logistics stuff when it comes to uh, this type of product, like what's involved, you know, is there, 
do I need to register this product? You know, do I need to um, get a, a license to, to even manufacture it? Like, what do I need to do? So I had to research that, pro that, that process, uh, which I did. Um, I had to find out what are the costs involved with um, producing a, uh, a product for sale. You know, because if you look at um, any product you buy, it has a barcode on it, right? I've never manufactured a product in my life. So I said, how do you get a barcode? You know, so I, I researched, how do you get a barcode? And then I realized that there's a governing body essentially that handles uh, the registration of products all over the world. And there's a cost to that, right? So I had to look at that and say, oh, is that, you know, am I, am I financially able to uh, afford the cost to do that? Okay, yes, let's move forward. Everything else, honestly, from a cost standpoint, I, I'm, because I'm doing everything, really, I'm not paying, I didn't, the only thing I really paid for in terms of the brand, uh, branding aspect of this product is the logo. So I had the logo made. But anybody out there that's done any sort of branding or marketing or anything like that knows that there's so many resources out there to have decent stuff designed at a pretty minimal cost. Like you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to have a brand or a logo uh, designed. You, you don't have to if you know where to look. Um, and if you guys want me to give you those resources, I can, but a lot of them are pretty well known these days. Um, and I would honestly, like for somebody that's looking to start their own business or start their own brand or something, I think before you start anything, you kind of have to look within yourself to see if you have the various skill sets required to kind of make it happen at little to no cost to yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. I have a background in marketing. I have a background in sales. I have a background in online advertising. Um, I've done a lot of graphic work myself, so I'm familiar with um, you know, developing um, uh, uh, marketing materials and things like that on my own. Um, I consider myself a resourceful person. So, um, and I have also a background in, in sales and business development, right? So I looked, I looked at all of that and I said, okay, well, I'm going to need a website. I know how to build a website. I don't need to pay somebody for that. Right. right. So that's me. You know, a bare minimum, if you're going to, if for somebody who's starting out who has no experience with uh, web design, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, plug and play resources out there like Shopify and things like that, which for somebody who has some experience with website building, it's not hard. For someone who has no experience, it's still a bit of a challenge. You know, if you are going to, to, to build a website from scratch, particularly an e-commerce website, uh, that has the ability to add products and you need a shopping cart and you need a payment gateway and shipping logistics and da 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 da. You know, to pay a professional web developer to do something like that, you're looking at like bare minimum around three grand. You know, mm -hmm. like you need to have that, you need to know that you have that. And right. if, you, if you don't, you've got to figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? Um, the same thing with, you know, the, the label on the product. Um, if you don't have any reasonable experience designing a label or, or even just generally marketing kind of material kind of content, you're going to have to pay somebody to do that as well. 
right? So you just have to look at all of these things. You have to, A, if you don't have the money, do you have the skill set? Right. B, if you don't have the skill set, do you have the money? If you don't have either, you're sort of in a tough position, right? <laughs> you know, like, you gotta have one or the other. I, I don't have, you know, a huge bankroll behind me to put $10,000 into starting a new business. And I knew that. And and if that was required uh, to start this business, I wouldn't have started it. You know, like, right. uh, yes, it's great to follow your, it's great to follow your passion. You want to do things on your own. But maybe if I was, you know, in my early 20s, still living at home, you know, I didn't really have, you know, many expenses, then it's easy to say, you know what, I'm just going to follow my dream. Right. I'm just going to drop everything. Let's do it. You know, when you're married, you've got a mortgage and, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to start a family at the same time. you got to be a little bit more realistic and a little bit, you have to exactly. be smart about it, you know what I mean? So I'm not here to, like, stomp on anyone's dreams and say, okay, it's too late for you. I don't think it's ever too late, but you just got to have, you just have to think about it, um, you know, from a realistic standpoint and be very strategic about it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if, if it did require a $10,000 investment for me to start this company, um, I probably would have still started it, but I would have done about, I would have gone about it in a different way. You know what I mean? It's the approach, right? It would have yeah. taken longer, you know? Um, because I have certain skill sets and I have certain resources to my at my disposal, like I, I was able to start it quickly, um, and I'm also able to kind of pivot and change things fairly quickly because I I control everything. You know, like if I want to change the branding, you know, if I want to change the website, if I want to, you know, change the product, you know, I, I have the ability to do that on the fly. Um, I don't have to go and go to my web designer and be like, hey, you know, can you just, you know, change this and then wait, uh, you know, a month for him to do that? Or, you know, my label designer, can you go like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Everything that I had to have done for me by someone else is already done. Right, now, right. now it's basically up to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's great advice. I mean, it, it's everybody like, I mean, we touched on this a lot in the podcast and season one as well, that there seems to be a lot of entrepreneurs out there, the people that want to do something for themselves. And you know what? That's great. But it's like you, the advice is look at it from a realistic standpoint. Right. And I think that was a good way. Uh, you put it in a good way that uh, if you have the skill set, it's either you have the skill set or you don't. So you have to pay for the skill set. Right. That's the thing. It's, it's a little bit of trade off there. But talking about the skill set, um, you mentioned you have the background in marketing and web design, graphics. What was your uh, schooling like? Like, what did you go to school for? I'm just trying to see. Like, there's obviously some skills here that that you've developed over time, and you're now able. You've identified, and you're now able to put that into this, into into your brand and in your company. So, like, what what was your background? What was your education? So I studied marketing um, in college, uh, for your marketing business administrative kind of program, general marketing. Um, but I, honestly, I would say a lot of the useful skill sets that I have um, come from a lot of my experience, A, through, you know, different uh, areas that I've worked, uh, different work experiences, uh, or B, just figuring stuff out on the side, you know what I mean? Like in my spare time. Um, right. A lot of what I like, you know, I work a lot with, you know, Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, things like that. 
I never took a course on how to use that stuff. That was just years of me, you know, being a kid at home and bored um, and being on like internet forums and like when, you know, back when you're on internet forums, everybody at the bottom of their uh, handle had like a little, they would create a little banner, you know, for their their own personal like username or whatever. So I was, so I used to make those banners for people, you know what I mean? Like I would be on these, like I was big into Eminem, you know, in high school. Right, and there used to be an Eminem forum online, you know. Right. And everyone would have these little banners for their rapper names and all this stuff, where they would have like <laughs> pictures of Eminem or Tupac or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So I would be the one to create those, um, and I would create them using Photoshop. So just over time of doing that over and over and over again, I just learned how to use the software, right, right. to manipulate it in different ways to make different things. So that's like the foundation of my skill set now when it comes to developing graphic or marketing material and things like that, just understanding how that stuff works. Um, school kind of taught me a lot of the, the principles uh, and the theory of things, but in terms of like the hands-on stuff, a lot of that came from uh, work. Like when I, uh, while I was in college, I was working part-time at this electronic store and they wanted to uh, redevelop their website uh, to be, you know, better suited for e-commerce. I said, "Hey, I'm studying marketing. I could, I can do that." Um, and they kind of handed that over to me, and I had no idea what, that, what I was doing. I had no background in, in web design or web development, nothing at all. Um, and I didn't build the website myself, but I wireframed it, right, because of my experience with graphic stuff. So I, I built out like a, a visual wireframe of the website using Photoshop. And then I had these developers and I sent it to them. And I had back and forth with them all the time. And that experience taught me what it, what a website really was. Like when you're building it, like what is a website? What are the components? What do you need? Uh, what is the layout supposed to look like? User functionality, user experience, things like that. And being able to be so hands-on with that um, and working with those developers uh, one-on-one, I was able to actually learn how, like, the lingo, you know? So, like, if I'm if I'm talking to a web developer and I'm trying to develop something, I can tell them what I need. But it also gave me uh, the... Um, you ever heard the saying, like, you don't know what you don't know? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. if you're trying to build a website and you've never done it before, you don't know what you need, you know what I mean? But now, because... I know what's there. I can find the resources to teach myself, you know, how to manage a lot of this stuff. So like dealing with them, I learned, okay, let me learn HTML. Like, let me learn the basics of HTML, what it is, how to manipulate it. And then there is, okay, CSS, design, like how does this all work? You know, if I need to jump into the script of a website, can I manipulate this? Can I change the colors and the positions and this and that? So I started teaching myself that. Um, it was introduced to me through work, uh, but on my own time, I would kind of figure out how these things worked um, mm-hmm. and what it took from a time and a cost standpoint and, and things like that. So I got those understanding uh, understandings. And then from once that was done, um, I actually managed that online uh, store. So I was managing an e-commerce business. So I okay. learned about, you know, how to pick and pack product how to fulfill orders, how to process payments, how to how to print shipping labels and, and things of that nature. Uh, and I got very quick at 
building boxes and putting stuff in them and all the you know sticking labels and i got very efficient when it came to that so uh that's how i learned uh, that side of things um and then there's just sales man like how do you at the end of the day if you can't sell something or you can't sell yourself the whole business is it doesn't exist you know what i mean so like you can have the the worst looking product in the world but you put it in the hands of a fantastic salesperson and business will will happen like the business will run you know what i mean maybe not forever you know because uh people over time will catch on to things but you get a good you get a good salesperson and and you can and you can do some damage right so um i would say that that whole mix of of things you know like the theoretical principles side that i learned through school a lot of the hands-on stuff that i learned through work and through my own kind of interests and things like that it all lends itself to you know an entrepreneurial type of um uh, person you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, you know yeah i think i think that was a definitely a good summary because there's a lot of takeaways there you, you have the school that gives you the theoretical side like you said and then you have the work and different experiences that uh that kind of build on top of that and give you the first hand knowledge the first hand experience and i think that's something important for like the listeners to understand is you know you can go to any school and you know you can go take any program you want and you go you'll pay and this and that but at the end of the day they're teaching you the theoretical foundation right mm-hmm. that that's what schooling is about um i think and that's just my opinion uh it teaches you the theoretical foundation but it's what you gain through your first hand experiences that will kind of guide you or or shape you um to understand those those principles and put and put them to use and to add know? to that yeah it's like you're a product of your environment right right yeah. but you you also have to let yourself become a product of that environment you know what i mean like you have to have you have to have a genuine interest in everything that you're doing you know it's it's very easy to go in and you know you go into work and they give you a task and it's like okay here task done um but you have to think about it too like if you some people are okay with working for somebody you know for the rest of their lives and and that's fine you know what i mean that there's nothing wrong with that and you know if i have to do that too that's fine um but i like to pick i try to pick up on things where i can i've had um in great opportunities to work with i've worked for mostly small businesses right so i've had the opportunity to work with owners directly and kind of see what they have to deal with as owners uh the type of uh stuff that gets put on their plate how they deal with it that kind of stuff so I haven't been looking at it from the perspective I'm working for this big company and then I have like a manager above me and then there's a manager and a manager and a manager. I've been working directly with owners basically since I was like 16, right? So I have um a lot of that behind me as well. So when I'm thinking about things, I try to think about them almost like not almost as an owner as well. You know, like right. what is the long-term goal here? Uh what are the pieces that I need to put in place to make this happen? um something to like if you know any advice i can give to especially for somebody who's starting out doing something on their own that doesn't have a lot of resources and yeah maybe maybe they're still working full time and they don't they can't put their full energy and effort into this just be patient mm-hmm. if things don't happen right away don't, don't worry about it be persistent. you know you have 
you haven't put, especially if you haven't put that much money into it, mm-hmm. relax, <laughs> just chill. You know what I mean? Like I understand if you, you know, dumped fifty thousand dollars into something, a hundred that you want to see a return right away. Like you need to see it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but if you ever really put much money into it and the money you're kind of spending money as you need to in order to allow the money the the business to move along and basically as you sell more you invest more into the company and and that kind of thing you there's not really much for you to lose so just just be patient like if there's two two resources right you've got time or you've got money right the same way you've got skills or you got money you know so you can look at okay if you don't have the money, you got to invest the time, right? And yeah. if you're working full time like I am, like time is already pretty scarce. So, you know, what what maybe I would be able to like if I had the ability to put my full time and effort into this business, um, you know, maybe within uh, six months or within a year, it would be you know moving along very quickly. Maybe not super profitable, but it would be moving along very quickly. Um, what, the way I see it is, uh, you know, I've given myself like five years. I'm like, if in five years I can't make something out of this, oh well. You know, at least it was right. it, it was fun. It was uh, a great experience, and maybe it'll this experience will lend itself to my next experience. You know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna ever stop doing things. You Thanks. know, what I mean? I'm only 30 years old. I've got a lot of time to go. Um, but I, the way I look at it too is. Um, things happen very quickly with this business in terms of like some of the buzz that was generated kind of out of the gate that I didn't expect. You know what I mean? Like on social media and, you know, people reaching out to me and and this and that. And, you know, that gave me a lot of motivation and it put me in that position where after two months, I'm like, Oh, you know, this is, this is going very quickly, but then I have to step back and be like, hold on. Like, let me just chill out um, because things kind of come in waves, you know, right, so right. you have this big, you know, burst out of the gate and you're excited and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. I'm be a millionaire. And then like things start to fade, right? Because mm-hmm. it's hard to sustain that level of hype when you're not putting your full effort into it. Um, mm-hmm. But when I think about it, when things are coming in waves, there will be another wave. You know what I mean? Like right now I'm in the phase where I'm just kind of reviewing everything that's been happening you know the first little uh bit when the company first launched you know not too long ago uh, and i'm just kind of seeing what i should do next to kind of bring it to uh, the next phase of uh, of development so um right. yeah like, like to sum it up, just just be very patient don't think that if within the first few months or first six months, if things aren't going the way you want them to go exactly, that, you know, it's all over, you know, you can't make it happen. That's not true. You know what I mean? Right. It takes takes a lot of time. Completely agree with that. I mean, it's about being persistent and, you know, like like you said, stepping back and kind of reevaluating where things are going. Because once you start, it's going to be like that. And you're going to have the first wave of people of interest, people that want to, reach out to you and this and that and then it'll it will die down i mean it's inevitable that it will die down especially if you get your your product in their hands then once they have the product in your hands okay what do they have to reach out to you again for until until they're done you know what i mean exactly so um but but you talked about you know you talked about having the skill set learning from your experiences one thing i think that's very important to touch on is taking the chance to just do it like you said in the beginning like um from that book just just start it 
and then see what happens, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have that that uh, that tenacity, I guess. But it's more so they feel they don't have the time, right?、Mm-hmm. So you spoke about the balance because you have a full time job, right?、Mm-hmm. So how how does that work life balance affect you? Like how do you how are you able or how were you able when you started off? Because that's when all the planning happens, and I know it's like an exciting period because I've done the same thing. Um, it's an exciting period when you're starting planning. You want to get to know all the information. You want to do all your research, but then you start doing the work. How did you get that work-life balance? Well, I mean, I just kind of looked at it as, as a hobby. You know, I didn't I didn't look at it as work. I didn't look at it like I was coming home to do work. I was coming home to work on a project. You know what I mean? Something that was exciting and new and and fun and.、Um, And yeah, like if you look at it for okay, this is my second job, then it's gonna become very tiring very quickly. I feel、um, so. That's not how I looked at it really. Like I didn't look at it as again. Like I didn't put too much expectations on myself. You know what I said? Like, like、right. if this doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Like no, you know, it's not the end of the world. But、uh, I started seeing things were working, so it gave me the motivation to uh, continue. Um, but yeah, even. Now to this point,、uh, you know, six months out. Which saying that six months is not a lot of time at all, but、uh, for business,、um, it's still a hobby, and I still look at it that way. You know, regardless of、uh, everything that's kind of happened in the first phase of things, I still look at it as a hobby. Like if I don't have time today, then I, I don't have time today. You know, it, it's、right. not the end of the world. Like the business is not going to end,、um, uh, and it's. And it's no like you don't want to put, get yourself into that habit of kind of pushing things off and pushing things off because that's when they kind of fade away.、Um, but just don't put too much pressure. Like I, I didn't put too much pressure on myself to say, you know, if this doesn't work in six months, I'm it, it, it's done. I'm over with this. You know what I mean? I didn't say、right. that.、Um, so yeah, just you know, don't be too hard on yourself.、Uh, don't be too hard on the business. One thing I realize about a business is like it's. It's a never-ending race. You know, it's like it's like an organism. You know, it's like、mm-hmm. a cell. Like it's going to continue to grow and change. And, you know, you look at、um, like look at Instagram, look at Airbnb. When where they started, what they started as is not what they are today. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like even look at a, let's look at a company called LG. You know, LG is a huge. You know, electronic manufacturer in the world, one of the biggest in the world.、Right. A lot of people don't even know what LG stands for. The thing it stands for, life's good.、Mm. That's not that's not what LG stands for. LG、oh. used to be called a company. They used to be called Lucky Gold Star back in the '70s and '80s, and they were known as one of the worst TV manufacturers in the market. They were <laughs> horrible, right? Everybody、yeah. hated on them. So what do they do? They kind of step back for a while. They re, you know, reorganized themselves. They rebranded themselves, and they came back, right?、Mm-hmm. So, if a company of that size can do that, why can't somebody? Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who、yeah. I am, right?、Yeah. Why can't I just step back and okay, well, this isn't working. Let me just re, let me try this again. I have the foundation. Let me just try this again. You know what I mean? Think about think about it from that. There's no eyes on you. You know what I mean? Like, what's the pressure? You know, there doesn't need to be any pressure, especially、right. when you're first starting. So you have to think about it from that way. Don't think about it, you know, in such short 
you know, time frames. You know, so、right. if you're really into it, it's a long-term thing, and you have to think about it that way. Yeah, and I think that's that's the mindset、um, about taking pressure off of you when you're starting something. I mean, that it's really the mindset of what can keep work-life balance for somebody. And again, it depends. It depends on what the person, you know, what the person needs or wants, right? If they want to keep working and they're happy with it, then you、yeah. know, go get home and start working again. That that's fine.、Yeah. But、um, man, I think this 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 episode was filled with a lot of good takeaways, and I appreciate. You know, we we appreciate you coming and 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 dropping your knowledge on us like this because, honestly, it was a great, packed episode about just the mindset of an entrepreneur or just somebody who wants to do something different, right?、Mm-hmm. Somebody who who wants to do something different. It, there's some good tips and takeaways here for you.、Um, now now let's talk about Beer Game Strong. What's uh? Where can people find you? What's your next event? Let's let's throw it to you for like.、Uh, Uh, a rollout here. Yeah, so you can find us.、Uh, our website is bgsbrand.com.、Uh, that's where you can find, you know, all the information about the product. You can purchase it online、uh, if you'd like.、Um, we're in the process of working with、uh, a few retailers and shops, kind of around the GTA.、Uh, we've done, you know, a couple of test marketing things at some local barber shops、uh, to carry our product in store.、Um, There's、uh, our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram、uh, at Beard Game Strong Official. And、uh, upcoming in、um, on February eighth, we will be having a kind of a pop up event at、uh, World Gym in Scarborough.、Uh, we'll be posting more about that on our website and on our social media. So、uh, if you're in that area, February eighth、uh, in the afternoon, come by. We're going to have、uh, our product. On display, you can test it out. You can pick some up. You can talk to us. Any questions you have, we'll be there. And yeah, hope to see some of you there. Nice, nice. That's 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 very important to know. And definitely, we will put that、um, in our description below when you when you guys when these guys click onto the podcast to listen to it. So we will will be supporting you in that way.、Uh, but again, man, I appreciate you coming on today's episode. Um, Dean, do you have anything?、Uh, of course, anything I always have something to say. say here before we wrap up. Of course. So、uh, before you go there, Sean, beard oil. Can you tell us what the benefits are,、yeah. and does it work for people <laughs> without beards? Oh, of course it works, man. It's、uh, so one thing that people need to understand about beard oil, and I think maybe there's some uh, uh, misunderstanding about it.、Uh, is it's not a beard growth formula, right? So if you can't grow a beard, I'm sorry, you can't grow a beard. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm not,、uh, not here to be the bearer of bad news, but that's that's just what it is. But womp, womp, womp. beard oil really, <laughs> essentially,、uh, at It's for the skin more than anything, right? So what happens when、uh, when your facial hair starts to grow is like your your the skin on your face produces a natural、uh, it's called a sebum oil,、um, and as your beard starts to grow, the hair starts to suck all the moisture out of your face, right? So you start to get dry skin,、uh, it'll itch,、uh, even the the hair itself if it's not properly moisturized as it grows longer will become kind of brittle、um, and rough. Um, you can get dandruff, you can get flakes and things like that. So what beard oil is there to do is it's there to hydrate the skin、uh, and also condition the hair for the beard to keep it to keep it healthy and, and to promote healthy growth, right?、Um, 
So there's different types of oils out there, obviously. Uh, our oil is a blend of seven different oils, carrier oils that have, and different oils have different properties. Some are greasier, some are thicker, some are thinner, some are more moisturizing, some are more absorbent, etc. So ours is a, is a proprietary blend. Like you can see where the ingredients are on the bottle. It's, we're not hiding anything and it's all natural oils. Um, but it's the, the, the combination of the oils, like they're, you know, the, what we do in terms of the percentage breakdown of each oil that gives it its, its kind of signature feel. Um, and it's scented with all natural essential oils. Like we don't use chemicals or anything like that. Um, one word of advice for anybody who's looking to get into beard oil, you, you obviously you can try our product, but if you're looking at other stuff out there, um, look at the ingredients. If you can't pronounce the first one to three ingredients, don't buy it, right? Because chances are it's a silicone-based uh, chemical ingredient, which silicone does not absorb, right? So silicone just sits on your beard. So it makes your beard look shiny and nice, but it doesn't do anything for the health and the well-being of your, of your beard. Your beard and your skin, you want it to be able to absorb all of the oil right um silicone won't allow it to do that so if you see you know uh these these kind of chemical looking ingredients as the first few ingredients or anywhere in the ingredient list i would suggest to stay away from it uh but the truth is second part to that the truth is a lot of what you'll find at the bigger shops so walmart and, and shoppers and whatever um they tend to sell that type of stuff. So the stuff you'll find for like 10 bucks, like that's that's kind of what you're getting. It's a mass produced product. Uh, I would suggest either go online and find a specialty uh, beard oil company, kind of like Beard Game Strong. There's a lot of them out there, but you know, I'm promoting us. Um, or two, go to your barber. You know, like ask your barber what he recommends and see, oftentimes they'll be selling stuff as well and they will have the more premium type of product like beard game strong so the more natural kind of organic type of stuff that will be a benefit to you don't buy that nonsense that is going to do nothing for you but take money out of your pocket right that's what i got to say and you heard it here first folks beard game strong <laughs> jamal what do you use beard game strong exactly <laughs> currently actually i don't use anything i'm not gonna lie my, my i've been uh, slacking on that I do have a, I don't know if you can see, I do have a little bit of a, of a beard going on here, but I gotta, I will definitely look out for, for uh, and, and purchase some beard game strong because it does sound uh, very intriguing. There's yeah. a bottle coming your way, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So if you want to find out more, definitely hit us up or hit Sean up at Beard Game Strong on Instagram, Facebook, or even pop by on the at the pop-up event to get a live demo. Um, and thank you, Sean, so much. Really appreciate it. Definitely one of those amazing stories. Like I mentioned earlier, I saw it from inception to market. And I swear it was like literally less than 30 days. I might be exaggerating, but it was it was like an amazing turnaround. Hey, I'm going to do this. Bam. And now we hear the full story behind everything. So mm -hmm. we appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Hopefully, I'll get uh, the opportunity to be on again. Of course. And, uh, of course. Yeah, great talking to you guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, of course. Thanks.
Well, there's a lot more that goes into building an amazing brand and super grateful to have had Sean Schwartz on the show today with us to share the insights and the reality behind being an entrepreneur that, you know, a hustler's mentality is not just one, one size fits all. And, you know, he was able to share how he went about the grit, the perseverance, the resilience, and even the time and the effort that he was investing, not only in his future and his baby that's on the way, but also the baby idea of of beard oil so we would love to congratulate him and beard game strong as a brand uh, as well as a story that should inspire all young and ageless individuals that are aspiring entrepreneurs if you have that idea definitely jump on it definitely re-listen to this episode to write the little insights and knowledge Uh, nuggets that Sean had shared with us. But without further ado, I know um, Demo Day was mentioned for February 8th, but unfortunately, due to some schedule changes, it will be uh, TBD, uh, so to be determined. So we will definitely share the updates on the Demo Day. We look forward to hearing your feedback, hearing your questions, and Follow Beard Game Strong on Instagram, Facebook, and moreover, just show your love and order your oil today. It's amazing.